0: Hey guys, this is Chris Iniello, the host in The Holding Pack. As you guys know, Michael Keaton is in discussions with Warner Brothers right now as we speak. Uh, It was reported about two or three days ago that he was going to make an appearance in the new Flash movie. Um, So there's a good chance that um, we won't see Thomas Wayne's uh, Batman in that movie, which was played by... uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, his name is Dean Morgan, but uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. And uh, yeah, so today's podcast is going to focus on Michael Keaton returning as the classic Batman. So he would not be playing Thomas Wayne. Maybe a future and older Bruce Wayne, but we're going to get more into that. So today's guest is my good friend from elementary school, Jesse. So Jesse, introduce yourself to the audience. Hey,
1: everybody. Uh, I'm glad to be here.
0: Perfect. Okay, so how do you feel about Michael Keaton coming back? Like, I want to hear everything, you know. I want to hear the starting from you know, what they can do with his character, who he's going to be playing, how many movies is he going to be a part of, his role in the DC universe?
1: Well, uh, we don't know too much as of right now. Everything is just speculation and rumors but um There are people out there online who are pretty credible sources and who are intact with Warner Brothers, who are saying that Michael Keaton is in talks to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne as a mentor slash supporting role for the Flash movie that's upcoming up. And there's even speculation that Keaton is going to be playing the same Bruce Wayne that we saw in... Batman nineteen eighty nine and Batman Returns. So it could very well be the exact same Bruce Wayne, the exact same Batman from those films.
0: And it's funny how like his Bruce, or like Batman in general, is kind of linked up with Ben's Batman. They're both rootless. They both killed. <laughs> so uh it's basically a good replacement, if you ask me, you know. Uh he never really got the chance to really close up his uh his franchise so getting like a third movie you know even though it's not technically his third movie but a good closure you know to his character you know as we know uh 1994 if i'm not mistaken or 95 when the uh batman forever uh came out with uh bob as the uh, new batman replacing michael keaton uh the reason why that happened in the first place is because uh Michael Keaton refused the uh, the script after reading it because of how bad it was. And the fa- the, the biggest factor actually was because Tim Burton was just going to act as a producer and not a director. And it was going to be Joel Schumacher. Rest in peace. He died. Uh, he passed away uh, this week. Um, yeah, so, you know, the, as the story goes or the legend goes that they called him in for a costume testing came in you know was okay with the costume at first then they're like okay since you're already here read the script he reads the script he's like nah i don't like this this is a piece of garbage no tim burton no good script i'm out this is going to ruin my career i'm done with batman forever get the joke
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but uh I don't know, the, the confusing part about this is that there, there are rumors that if uh, the audience takes kindly to his performance in the Flash movie, and if, and if people uh, enjoy it, um, Michael Keaton could potentially play an older Bruce Wayne for future films to come. And uh, I think that poses the question, can we get a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne?
0: And, like, speaking of Batman Beyond, you know, I think the only reason why and wants to come back is not only for a one-time appearance, but to appear in many other DC movies uh, as, like, a mentor. And as they are saying, they're comparing him to a Nick Fury uh, to the DC universe, you know? So you have Nick Fury played by Samuel L. Jackson in the Marvel Universe, you know, always um, managing to find a place in every single movie somehow he's he's connected to every single character and they want uh michael keith and bruce to do the same basically follow the foot the same footsteps and you know is this a fan service most likely because you know dc's only been consistent recently the last year uh since starting 2019 before that very inconsistent you know People were divided on Batman v Superman, people hated Josh Whelan's, um Justice League, Wonder Woman was fantastic, um, Suicide Squad, Pile of Garbage, um, as we know, so, you know, uh, I want to get your take on how you feel about Michael Keaton coming back. Are you happy with it? Does it make sense? And does it not make sense?
1: Well, if they're going for the older Bruce Wayne route, I don't, I can't imagine anyone else playing him aside from maybe Kevin Conroy, who does the voice for Batman in like the animated TV series and the video games. But I think Keaton's a perfect choice for an older Batman, especially if he's portraying a mentor role. And especially if it is uh, like they're saying the uh 30-year-later sequel to Batman Returns and Batman 89. My biggest concern is that the Bruce Wayne and Barry Allen dynamic is going to feel too close to uh, the dynamic Tony Stark had with Peter Parker. I think that's my biggest concern. I don't want it to feel like a retread or like a copy-paste.
0: And the problem with that is basically like I don't know a lot of people that actually like that idea, you know, to begin with, going back to Tony and Spider-Man. Spider-Man should be his own guy, you know, and, you know, he shouldn't be like Iron Boy or anything. So we don't need Batman Jr., you know, might as well call him Robin (laughs) at that point.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely a good point. I'd rather um, a story that focuses on Barry Allen's development as a Flash and not necessarily as a Robin with super speed.
0: Yeah, that you know, that's not going to be uh, such a good idea. It's not going to really sit well on a lot of people. You know, uh, people are just going crazy right now. Like, Twitter's blowing up. Instagram, any social platform, uh, social media platform, sorry, where uh, information is available to them, you know. Um, it's crazy how, like, Michael Keaton's name has been trending everywhere in just two days. And, right. you know... Um, I I personally think he's going to play his own Bruce. He's not going to suit up in the costume because he's 68 years old. And if he does, maybe it's going to be a flashback sequence where, like, you find out, like, why he retires and he, like, hangs up the suit and stores it away and just basically um, monitors uh, Gotham City, you know. Maybe uh, they go the Dark Knight Returns uh, route and maybe he has a gang working for him, you know, supporting the... uh, the, um, the vigilante route you know this like as batman's gang and you know helping out uh decrease crime just like we saw in batman returns you know okay. um, so you just laying back sitting back you know you're gonna see like uh maybe an appearance from uh the bat dog <laughs> from like uh batman beyond Ace. Ace Ace the Ace. Bat hound. yes the bat hound might buy it to watch that show <laughs> and um yeah so i think like Going back to the Flash, I think the way it's gonna go down is basically at the end of Zack Snyder's um, Justice League, uh, you know, which originally where Bruce was supposed to die in a three part Justice League movie. uh, I think it's gonna just end with Bruce Wayne, so Ben Affleck's Batman, sending Flash back in time or like to another, like, another, like, multiverse. To basically like stop the events of dark side, you know killing the rest of humanity and the rest of the justice League because I think the original plan is that cyborg um Batman and flash are the only survivors Batman is, uh, sorry Superman is a um i would to say a traitor but you know he's acting as a a villain like a side like a side villain to dark side because he's under uh dark side's control and Wonder Woman Aquaman. Martian Manhunter and the Green Lantern corpse, or just maybe Hal Jordan is dead at the hands of the Parademons and uh, Darkseid but that's a completely different topic so I think that's how it's gonna transition to the Flash movie because I think Zack Snyder's Justice League is gonna be canon over Josh Weedens because how are you really supposed to connect the rest of the DC universe you know like there's no connection you just cannot make movies and never talk about Josh, Josh Wheaton's Justice League and just be like, oh yeah, that never happened. You know, that suicide squad movie too. Both movies are garbage. Yeah. Those didn't happen. They're erased. You know, you can't do that. You need to uh, undo what you did. And that's the best way leading into it. So um, maybe we're going to see like Michael Keaton show up at the end of the movie, you know? So when the flash is like trying to like fix things, you know, in his movie, you know, uh, maybe going head-to-head with, like, the reverse Flash as well. Maybe you see uh, when he comes back and he's like, Bruce, Bruce, you know, like, who are you, you know? And the chair turns around and it's Michael Keaton's Batman, you know? And he's just like, Barry, I was expecting you, you know? Because maybe he had, like, a Flash, too. Just the way that Ben Affleck's Batman had, like, a an encounter with the Flash. Was that really happening? Or was he just, like, daydreaming and, like, imagining it? Like, I don't think... It's been confirmed yet. So maybe Zack Snyder's Just League is going to confirm that. But uh, trying to uh, stray away from that, getting back on topic. Uh, yeah, so I want to get your opinion on it. Like, what do you think about that? And do you think Michael Keaton's going to be a, a supporting role in the Flash movie or just make a late appearance towards the end of the movie? Uh,
1: well, the one thing that we um, have been told about this Flash movie is that it's supposed to... It's not exactly supposed to follow the Flashpoint storyline that we know and love from the comics. Uh, What we're told is that Barry is going to be traveling to different multiverses in general. So I'm assuming um, it'll either involve him being a supporting role where he acts as a mentor or it involves him resetting the current DCEU and that may involve um, sort of changing um, his history you know erasing movies like uh, Justice League and and BBS and stuff and and resetting them to be uh, a completely new thing or it could just be Barry visiting the universe of the Tim Burton universe and having you know a sort of uh, character arc or somewhere within its second act or third act in that universe. It's hard to tell or hard to say exactly what's going to happen because it's all speculation at this point.
0: Yeah, and uh, like, like just like adding on to that, you know, you're speaking about the Tim Burton verse, you know, I just hope that's not like too much in the movie and like that becomes like, uh, I mean, obviously it's gonna be canon because both universes are gonna be connected, but. I don't want that CW garbage where like like Ezra Miller's um, Flash appears uh, in the Flash TV show and like, he looks really like cheesy and stuff and just appears and he's like, oh, your name is Barry? My name's Barry. And then he just like disappears, you know? You know, uh, I mean, it's obviously like, I would say it's canon that like they're all connected somehow. They're all like different like multiverses. The only thing is that I hope it's never mentioned again, like anything in the CW, because I feel like even though like some shows started off great, they're all garbage now. So I just don't want like some low budget, like uh, costumes and like, like really crummy acting appearing in future DC movies. I hope they just distance themselves from that. So I really hope this Flash movie does not include a lot of CW characters or like any at all.
1: I don't think that's going to I don't I don't think that it that it's going to go that route. Um I I do know um it was Michael Keaton has stated that uh he feels whenever he dons a costume like he did in Birdman or like he did in in the Batman films he's a very claustrophobic person so I highly doubt he'll ever don a costume again. Um which is why I think him pushing to be cast as an older Bruce Wayne is a good sign because it in, it involves the possibility of a Batman Beyond movie and it involves a possibility of him playing a more re- major role without ever having to don a costume. Um, and I think the fact that he's interested and that he's, uh, he's the one making the moves and it's not some company reaching out to him for fan service uh, really says a lot about um The kind of direction that they're going in, and it's very clear that they want to incorporate and really take advantage of the the multiverse in general. You and, know?
0: and it also shows us his commitment to the role. You know, he I feel like he's always stated, "I'm Batman." You know, because he that's like the role that like put him on the map. You know, as an A list actor. But not only that, but I feel like he loki missed it like he never had the ending that he wanted you know um joe schumacher and dc executives in the 90s ruined him and tim burton's vision for marketing for toys and stuff like that you know so they ruined their vision you know and you know michael keaton's loki a crazy guy has very like uh vi- like imaginative like um uh minds just basically corresponds to uh, Tim Burton. That's why they're such good friends to this day. You know, they're both quirky, you know, weird at times, very imaginative, you know. uh, They get along really well in that aspect. So, I've heard rumors that actually Tim Burton reached out and and is actually interested in making a Batman Beyond
1: movie. That's that's what I heard. I heard that um, DC wants to make a Batman Beyond movie if the audience um, you know, likes his performance in the flash movie and um i feel like keaton will only do it if burton is guaranteed a director's seat
0: so wait so going back to the flash movie why does he want to like don like not the batsuit but the bruce wayne character again without burton but then when it comes as a supporting role but then when it comes to batman beyond he's like yeah i'm only gonna do it if Burton's there, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think it uh, goes down to um, what Christopher Nolan achieved. Christopher Nolan wanted to branch out and take his own direction after Batman Begins. And the only way he was allowed to have his free roam is to direct his own movie and get that going. And then once people responded well to that, Christopher Nolan got what he wanted. So I think it's a similar situation where he's agreeing to the supporting role but and if people like what he ha what he brings to the to the the character and to the role,
0: it'll give
1: uh, him the the sort of free reign to be like, okay, I wanna if we're gonna do this, I want a Batman Beyond movie and I want Burton to direct it. I feel like so it he, he feels it. like he's entitled. I feel like he feels he's entitled that if I'm gonna do you this favor, I want you to fulfill this favor that I want. You know.
0: So basically they're going to reach an agreement saying that I'm going to put your DC movie back on top again. You know, even after all the problems that the flash movie has gone through with uh, different directors, different storyline ideas, you know, another delays, delays as well. Now they're starting to settle in and, you know, Michael Keaton being approached or maybe him going after DC uh, executives saying, you know, I know you've gone through a lot of troubles. I'm going to help you save this movie. And if I save this movie for you, not only will DC be taking more seriously with their universe, but you owe the great Michael Keaton something in return. And that is a Batman Beyond movie, which he's always wanted to do with his very close friend and the only guy he's trusted to work with on a Batman movie in Tim Burton.
1: All right. Actually, that that brings up a good question. If 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 Keaton is locked down for this role, what does that mean for Jeffrey D. Morgan? Do you think he'll play a Thomas Wayne sort of role? I because think... he did play Thomas Wayne for a very brief moment in the opening scene of Batman v Superman.
0: I I think what's going to happen is that with Michael Keaton coming in, you know, that's A list like. Power right now, he's literally a powerhouse. You know, uh, you know he took a little bit of a break in the early 2000s. Then he made Birdman. You know, start establishing his name a little bit more. You know, came back as Vulture. I mean, sorry, he came. Yeah, he came back into like a really big role, uh, joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Vulture, and you know, killing it actually. You know, he made Vulture uh, a very interesting character. You know, and you can yeah. kind of seem... Keaton.
1: Keaton is one of those guys who, when he sees something he likes, he's gonna he's gonna do his best with it. And I really feel his roles, every role that he picks, every role that he's in, regardless of if it's a good movie or not, I feel like Keaton is always normally the best part, if not one of the best parts of every role he's in.
0: And another thing is, is that I find it's a little bit like hypocritical that you know, he donned a costume as Vulture and, you know, yeah, maybe it was just, like, regular pants and, like, a Like a like, like he, a mo-cap? Uh, yeah, and a jacket as well, but he had a helmet <laughs> on top of his head, too, you know. it's He's closed off, you know. He can't really breathe, you know, and he's had a couple of scenes like that, you know, coming as Vulture. And I know it was, like, usually, like, mostly CGI'd, you know, but it still counts, you know. He's wearing something that prevents him from breathing, at least with the Batman costume. He has a mouth opening and Nasal uh, opening as well, and now yeah, you,
1: have, you have to you have to think of this. How much do you think Disney paid him to be the vulture in Spider-Man? I I'm, to don a costume and to relive that world again. They must have paid him quite a bit for him to accept being in costume.
0: And that begs the question: Is he coming back to DC because he's cut ties with Marvel?
1: no i doubt that i i'm pretty sure it's just a passion project he really wants to do and he sees a way to get it uh up and going and so he's negotiating for what he wants by giving dc what they want
0: but here's the thing okay as competitors you know for decades marvel versus dc you know ongoing debate blah blah, blah you know especially with movies comic books etc you know Do you think Disney's okay with this, you know, playing the vulture and going back to Batman? Because him coming back to Batman is literally increasing viewership and interest in the DC cinematic universe, you know?
1: True. But at this point, does Disney really care? I mean, they just launched Infinity War and Endgame, which were, you know, mega colossal blockbusters for them. They, They made a hell of a lot of money off of just those two movies alone. They keep making more movies with um, the Spider-Man genre. And yes, he's attached to, or allegedly attached to the third film that's coming out. There's rumors that he's going to play a factor in that too. But I don't think personally, it should uh, infect in, in, in his, his decision to branch out and revisit another role with a competitive uh, company. I think, or studio.
0: I just feel that, you know, his age is getting up there. He's 68 years old. You know, how long can he possibly play the vulture character? At least with the Bruce Wayne character, he's sitting down, he gets up, he speaks, you know, et cetera. And he doesn't even look that old. He doesn't even look like he's 68. He looks like he's in his early sixties, to be honest. He looks eight years younger than he actually is. Thing is, is that, you know, vulture, you know, I know it's CGI and stuff, but they literally string you up. You're flying like in the air. You're 68 years old, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, something's got to give with his character. There has to be an end eventually. I see him making maybe two more appearances and that is the Morbius scene where he escapes most probably in the uh, Sony movie, uh, which is not connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Spider-Man will be making his way back to Sony. And, you know, I think a Sinister Six movie is going to happen too. But by the time we get there, Michael Keaton's going to be, like, 72 years old. All this is going to happen within the next four or five years. 72, 73 years old, you know? He's not Arnold Schwarzenegger or uh, Sylvester Stallone that, like, literally, like, could curl, like, 120 pounds, you know? they're not. He's not that fit, you know? And not only that, like, we don't know if his body's going to shut down. We don't know how long this guy has to live. No offense, you know? Like, we just, like, you got to, like, start rolling with this. It's been... Three years now, Michael Keaton hasn't really done anything with the vulture role. They keep on teasing him here and there, you know. Whatever, you know, he was part of the uh, Morbius trailer, so he's gonna have like a little cameo in there, maybe even a, maybe a supporting role. We don't even know what's gonna happen in that movie. It's been little, it's not even been discussed as much as it should be. The marketing for that, you know, maybe Corona really uh, hit it hard with that and affected that movie's uh, interest, you know. But, um, I just don't know with, like how long this guy could play a vulture, you know I feel like well
1: i I feel like the ending of homecoming kind of uh hinted at the fact that uh spoilers for the ending of homecoming, but we have that scene in in the prison where he refuses to give spider man's name um I think that kind of sets him in line to where if he does come back in any sort of way, I think his criminal days are officially over. I don't think, even if there is a Sinister Six movie, I don't think Vulture is going to be a part of it. I'm pretty sure they're going to use another member, whether it be someone like Craven or if Mysterio somehow uh, gets back involved. Um, I I don't think... I think they wanted to take his character in a direction where... um, he's changed for the better you know
0: but why include him in morbius you know i feel like there's a little bit of like a personal like vendetta that he has you know he doesn't want to give information to other people to go after him because he personally wants to go after him that's why he's keeping it to uh, as a secret for himself i i don't
1: i don't know if i see it that way i i feel more uh of a sense of uh you know, Adrian Toomes feels appreciation for Peter and for saving his life and for, um, you know, just p- putting him in a situation where, yes, things are bad, but things can get better, you know? Yeah. And I feel like eventually we're going to get to a point where uh, Toomes is either broken <laughs> out or let go and he's going to be approached Uh, to join the Sinister Six. And I do believe he's going to deny that to, you know, reforge his relationship with his daughter. You know, I feel like he's keeping Peter secret specifically because he feels he owes him that much.
0: I feel like he's going to have a change of heart and then eventually accept the offer. But yeah, but going back to uh, Keith and coming back as Batman, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he's most likely not going to appear. In the Flash movie, um, with Michael Keaton coming back, it was really one or the other. And I don't think Keaton, you know, he's a very stubborn guy. And he he only sees things the way he wants to see it. And especially that he's possibly doing uh, the DC executives a favor right now. Um, He's going to be like, so this is my idea for the character. Uh, I like your idea, but I want to change some stuff around. I'm Batman. No one else is Batman in this movie. This is the only way I'm coming back is if I'm the only Batman in this movie. If you start complicating it with like freaking three different Batmans appearing and stuff, the guy's gonna be like, "Yo, screw this! I'm done with this project. I'm out." And that throws away an opportunity to revamp the DC universe. That t- that, yeah. Well, I
1: think, I think that's the purpose for the Flash film is to sort of uh, soft reboot. The soft reboot that was the DCU. I think the purpose of the film is to slowly introduce the audience to the idea that hey, there could be more than one Batman, you know. And, I mean, next year we're getting Matt Reeves's Batman, and then we're also getting uh, Ben Affleck's final appearance as Batman in Justice League. And then the year after or two years after, whenever the Flash movie decides to come out, we'll be getting Michael Keaton as Batman. So I think the purpose of the film is to get the audience to be on board with, hey, this is one Batman that you can watch. And if you don't like him, this is another Batman you can watch that maybe you'll like more. And I think you know?
0: Matt Reeves' Batman is going to be part of the dark label uh like universe that they're creating so like with the joker standalone movie i heard there's rumors that they might make a bane standalone ma- movie maybe even a Lex luther standalone movie you know villains getting their own type of uh standalone movies basically uh you know telling their origin story you know and i think the way the dc universe is going to be um going in the future is they're gonna have it divided within within like two or three like universes, you know? So they're gonna be like shooting out movies, but they're not gonna be connected, you know. This movie's gonna be connected to the movie that came out two years ago, but that movie that came in came out in between those two movies. That's its own thing. That's its own trilogy, you know.
1: Right. It's like what they did with uh, with Joker. Essentially, they released Aquaman, which is technically a sequel to the Justice League movie, but then they also release Joker, which has nothing to do with it. And then immediately after they follow with Shazam, which is also kind of a part of the same universe as the Aquaman movie. So I think it's just getting audiences used to the idea that there's going to be more than one interpretation of your favorite characters. And I think that's a good selling point for DC because Uh, For the longest time, I've been saying that the only way to compete with Marvel is to do your own thing. And DC branching out and going, hey, in 2020, we're going to finish Zack Snyder's Vision. But we're also going to be starting a new one with Matt Reeves' Batman. We're going to be giving you a sequel to Wonder Woman. We're going to be giving you eventually a Flash movie that's going to open the door and open the possibilities for a Batman Beyond movie or for uh you know another flash storyline um i i think this is the best thing dc can do right now and keaton being a part of it is just a bonus
0: and the the funny thing about this is, is that it kind of you know happened by mistake if you really think about it because of snyder's um failure as like they they thought at the time you know uh it led to this it led to this new idea of making it own joker standalone movie under the, the dark label like multiverse whatever you want to call it um or division whatever and then snyder coming back and voicing his opinion saying this is my vision this is what i was robbed from showing you guys where people were like yo this is such a great idea you know maybe we're not in agreement with a the entire your, your entire vision like by 100 percent, but like 85 percent of us like liked the idea it's so much better than the piece of garbage that we got you know like like and you already filmed this you filmed like a good chunk of it you even filmed parts of the sequel at the same time so right. give us that because what we got is garbage and we don't, you, we don't want your name to be tarnished with that especially like hardcore snyder fans that love man of steel and batman v superman you know and this is perfect for him you know maybe it's not the way he expected it maybe this uh it's he would want it to happen a different way obviously same thing with some of the actors that won't be coming back like uh Marsha the manhunter the green lantern that's only going to be used in this movie i'm pretty sure won't make another appearance and uh marshall the manhunter and batman i don't know if i said it twice or whatever pretty sure i said one of their names twice but you get the idea you know Henry is going to be coming yeah. back. Wonder Woman, uh Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman's going to be coming back. Aquaman, Jason Momoa's Aquaman, sorry. Uh Ezra Miller's Flash is going to come back. Cyborg 50 50. Yeah,
1: Ray Fisher, no, Ray Fisher has expressed he wants to return to play um, Cyborg. Uh I don't know if he's I I know his his standalone movie has been shelved for now, but I he's probably going to have a cameo or supporting role in the Flash movie. Because I think he and Ezra Miller are good friends.
0: Yeah, they are good friends. A lot of them got close uh, during this, the uh, shooting of Justice League, you know. And even before that, you know, getting to meet each other, saying, you know, this is going to be, like, your team, you know, for the next couple of movies in the DC Universe. So get along, get to know each other, right. you know, and so on. You know, it didn't work out the way they wanted to. But, you know, you just got to give respect to them on how they all handle it. The situation, right. I think, you know, in the all, I think their DC
1: opinion. has. Sorry, go, yeah, go ahead. sorry,
0: you know, just voiced their opinion to get Snyder's vision back, you know. And sadly, Ben Affleck's not going to be coming back, you know. He had some a lot of good moments and a lot of weird moments that were kind of shown in Josh Beaton's version, you know. But, uh, you know, Michael Keaton coming back, you know, um, it brings a lot of fans that lost hope. In this universe in dc you know uh maybe they they even stopped watching batman movies or dc projects ever since keaton got screwed over back in 19 in the 1990s you know after joe schumacher came back and replaced him I, i mean sorry came and replaced him you know um with just that being said you know like you're not only like opening the door to uh people who grew up watching that batman but
1: you're giving, but you're also giving countless possibilities for more bigger and better stories to yeah, come. And, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I do think this is a, a very good thing that DC is doing. I think the fact that they're allowing, first of all, they're allowing directors to um, bring their visions to life is a very good thing because I know on Twitter, um, people like Zack Snyder and David Ayer who directed Suicide Squad have uh, expressed their displeasure working at Warner Brothers because of how limited they were to bringing out the director's vision. I think DC is finally taking a step where they're allowing people to tell the stories they want to tell. And they're not worrying about sticking to one continuity or sticking to one storyline. So the idea of bringing back um, Tim Burton's Batman and potentially giving him a sequel or a Batman Beyond type film post-Flash is a very good thing. The fact that they're allowing Zack Snyder to conclude his vision is a very good thing. The fact that they're allowing um, Patty Jenkins to take her own direction with the Wonder Woman films is a very good thing. Um, and regardless of what how those movies come out, I think the fact that DC is allowing these people to make the movies they want to make is saying a lot. And personally, um, regardless of who's attached and who isn't attached, in the coming years, I feel like I will most likely go watch Matt Reeves' Batman over the next Spider-Man movie or over the next Marvel movie that's coming out, primarily because of the step that DC is taking for, to give their, their filmmakers freedom. Like the
0: Marvel cinematic universe has already been written like from 10 years ago, you know, like, and then as the years go on, they add a new character, a new movie. So everything's already like the ideas are already put in place, you know? So the directors just have to recreate that vision, put it on the big screen. That's it with DC, with the failures that they got hit hard and lost a lot of money. You know, now they're finally saying, you know what, this big scandal of us screwing Snyder over, you know, he got his movie after all. You know what, just just do what you got to do. You know, just bring us money at the end of the day. Bring us fans, you know. Let's just try to get back on track and compete against Marvel and try to overthrow them, especially now with phase four not being that interesting compared to all of the past phases. And, you know, Batman Beyond, that concept and Michael Keaton coming back, those two ideas alone, I already have people going nuts. This is like, it's a big fan service, first of all, and it's been talked about for like 20 years
1: you know just to put into perspective um the idea of potentially having a batman beyond movie is so rare that like for for marvel fans listening if you thought bringing spider-man into the mcu was a big deal batman beyond is our spider-man for the mcu like that's how big it is for dc fans
0: and uh talking about the batman beyond uh, movie what do you expect to see? Do you do you think it's actually going to be Tyler McGuinness taking the mantle? Or is it going to be like a potential like Batgirl? You know, cause I, I heard that that was a rumor as well, you know, that it might not be Tyler McGuinness and like what, and then let's say Tyler McGuinness is the main choice and they're going to sticking with the, uh, uh, that adaptation of the character and that storyline. Who would you see playing Tyler McGuinness?
1: Um, I think uh, uh, we do know that uh, a Batgirl movie has been in talks for a very long time, and I did hear a rumor that they were planning on merging the Batgirl movie with the Batman Beyond movie. Um, personally, I I feel Terry McGinnis is the w- way to go. I think Terry has always been Batman Beyond and should be, um, the way to go at least for this your first try. Right, but if they do go for a bat uh, a Batgirl approach to the Batman Beyond storyline, um, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's an interesting concept. Uh, once again, it's it comes down to the director. You know, if that's their vision, that's their vision, uh, and I support directors. You know, fulfilling their vi- their visions. Uh, in regards to who I think could play Terry McGinnis, I honestly have no clue because I have the animation style the animation style in the 90s was very uh awkward and the early 2000s even was very awkward so it's hard to tell who would match Terry McGinnis you know cuz i i for the longest time i thought Terry McGinnis and maybe i'm wrong on this maybe i'm right i thought Terry McGinnis should be played by uh an asian male right cuz terry kind of looks a little bit asian yeah, in the exactly. show exactly And I'm not saying he necessarily has to be played by an Asian. But I think, um, you know, if you were to cast an Asian person to play Terry McGuinness, I would have no idea who that would be. So I actually have a choice
0: uh, to actually play um, Tyler McGuinness. And that is actually funny. His first name is actually Tyler as well. And that's Tyler Posey from Teen Wolf. Yes, he's made up. uh,
1: Do you mean Terry? We're talking about
0: Terry uh, McGinnis, right? Terry, yeah, my bad. I thought, I, thought it was, I made a mistake. Yeah, sorry, it's not Tyler's. It's, uh, yeah, it's Tyler Posey playing Terry McGinnis. Sorry, not Tyler. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> sorry, sometimes you get confused. You know, it's not, it kind of sounds the same. Why do I have him as a pick? He's not that old. He's 28 years old. Yes, he's kind of short, but Keith is short, you know? So having a short Bruce Wayne Batman. And a short, Tyler McGinnis, Batman, kind of makes sense, you know, uh, in this uh, universe, you know, taking the mantle, you know, in this universe, you know, Batman's not taller than five foot eleven,
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is
0: kind of funny, you know.
1: And uh, I'm not too sure how. Well, Tyler we do kn- we do know Bruce Wayne is. Um well we know obviously he's going to be older in the batman beyond movie so i don't think height is a huge factor for that i think keaton um you know would be the perfect candidate for that role
0: the problem with tyler posey is is that he doesn't have a really solid resume he has a lot of crummy movies under his belt you know uh teen wolf is basically the only like good thing that came out of his career sadly and this is a good platform to launch off from and establish his name yeah maybe he's gonna get typecast but you know what this is the biggest movie of his career by far you know and if you want to go with a asian male i was thinking um the guy from riverdale he was actually he was in the um oh damn it i always forget uh bad boys three uh oh man i forgot his name oh, oh charles uh charles melton Okay. He has the height, he has the built, and he's establishing himself as a serious actor. You know, he has Bad Boys for Life, which is Bad Boys 3. He has The Sun, is also a star, a romantic movie, but you know, he's the main lead. He has Riverdale, which he pops in and out, you know. So this guy is literally building his name. He's 29 years old, so he's a year older, but he is taller than uh, Tyler Posey. But I think.
1: Well, I'm looking at them both right now. Um, And I think they're both solid options. I mean, I don't know the range of their their acting ability, because I haven't seen them, uh, or at least I don't think I've seen them in anything. Um, But they look the part that's... that's They both have that, like, nice, slick black hair.
0: They both have that charismatic attitude, you know, going on. That's what uh, Terry McGinnis has. Um, yeah, he's just a cocky and more and stubborn they both, version of Bruce Wayne. And they both have that jawline, that fantastic, beautiful jawline, you know, that's going to appear, like, right below their, their, their cowl. But the thing is, is that, is it going to be a comic book adaptation or, sorry, a um, cartoon adaptation, you know, where he's basically wearing fully black and his face is covered? Or are they going to show some chin? <laughs> you know, and I feel like maybe it's okay to show some chin as long as they get the bat emblem and the colors right. You know, I I don't think the mask is really going to be that much of a problem if they show his chin, you know?
1: In terms of costume design, um, it, a costume design is something that's pretty unpredictable. Uh, usually uh, DC sticks to source material on that. Um, I, I don't recall a time where there's um, a DC character who doesn't quite look like his comic book adaptation so I wouldn't I'm not necessarily worried about how the costume is going to turn out I'm more so worried about uh, their acting ability but if we're going about um, comic book um, accuracy or if we're going about the accuracy to the TV show you have to remember this could potentially be a Burton film And if it is a Burton film, then you can basically throw comic book accuracy out the window. Because we know Burton is not a huge, uh, he doesn't follow source material as as closely as other directors. And if you saw his designs
0: for the original Batman movie, you know, his designs for the Joker and stuff were very like quirky and weird. And some people had to step in and tell him. Like a lot of people are going to be pissed off at you if you do this, you know, I think you should find something that's a little bit close to the source material. And obviously he took their advice, but he, he he still stuck with his vision, you know? So for the costume, you know, and it's going to be like a a big sci-fi movie because it takes place in the future, you know? So I don't know what's going to happen with Tim Burton's verse because his, his verse is very Gothic, you know, it's not very futuristic, you know?
1: Right, but I think I think it will give Burton the, the perfect opportunity to sort of incorporate what he's great at into that neo-Gotham world that we have. I can see it being gothic, but I can also see it being futuristic. I think if anyone could pull off that aesthetic, it's Burton.
0: But Charles Melton and Tyler Posey, going back to them, either or, honestly, they're both fantastic choices. They're not that cheap. They, uh, you need a up-and-coming star that's kind of known, and obviously Tyler McGinnis is very good-looking. And you wanna, you wanna get some uh, female viewership as well, you know, to bring in a kind of like an attractive-looking uh, actor to play, portray that, you know. Bruce has always been a middle-aged man, you know. You, what are you gonna be attracting besides like nerds, you know? Uh, I feel like. <laughs> No offense. I, I just feel that um, the Batman beyond Batman should be more like a Spider-Man. Try to find a very good actor who has an attractive characteristic, you know, as well that comes with that actor. You know, You're not going to choose some ranky dang guy who looks meh, you know, to play Batman, even though he he's fantastic. You know, you need... I'm sorry to say, but he, he, you need to look the part and... Act a part as well to to draw in view interest, you know, and right. you don't want your market just to be males and just like hardcore like nerds and fans, you know. Of, yeah,
1: you want you want to branch out. You want to make sure you give people what they want, but at the same time, you do have to appeal to the audience, right? Um, my thing is that I think personally, um, doing what you want, in in my opinion, doing uh, doing what you think is best um, outweighs what people expect from you. You know what I mean? Yep. That might be a little bit controversial, but I, I feel like if Burton is going to make a Batman Beyond movie, I want to see a Burton Batman Beyond movie. You know, I don't want to see a studio exec Batman Beyond movie. And regardless of comic book accuracy, regardless of who he casts, um, I think Burton will bring something that, you know, people may like, people may not like, but I think it'll be more interesting than the studio forcing Burton to do whatever the studio wants. You know? Yeah. Because then it's going to come off half-assed.
0: You know, and, you know, if you tell Tim Burton, make something that you're not used to making, you know. So, you know, you know, Tim Burton movies, very uh, gothic, very quirky, weird, you know, seem very out of place compared to, like, you know, but also movie.
1: very personal and very poetic in a yeah. way. Burton has a unique style to him that I feel not a lot of people, um, uh, a lot of people resonate with, but not a lot of people um, devote to uh, devote their understanding to. And I feel like if he comes back in this day and age and does a Batman Beyond movie while still carrying what he what he's good at, I I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes to his his. His work and a lot of people are going to appreciate him more for that and the same goes with Keaton I feel like Keaton will uh be talked about for years to come if he takes that role and if he does it um the way he intends to do it with Burton
0: yeah exactly and you know just a closing statement before we end this episode uh I just Hope that, you know, everything works out for the best. You know, DC has been going through a hell the last couple of years and they're starting to gain some footing now uh, with, you know, recent successes like Shazam, Joker, Aquaman, um, their upcoming uh, Matt Reeves Batman movie, you know, the Suicide uh, Squad movie, which is going to be directed by the Guardians of the Galaxy director, James Gunn and you know i'm just hoping this like wacky crazy multiverse idea works out you know i hope can...
1: i think it will work out I, I i i think personally in like maybe not right away but maybe in like 4 or 5 years time i do think people are going to go watch dc movies more than they are going to go watch marvel movies i think marvel's formula is kind of dying off right now and people want uh more creative uh freedom more interesting visions and I think DC is starting to realize that and starting to deliver what people really want.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's not only about, like, success, but it's about, like, the movies being appealing to us. There's hope, whole, you know, they're interesting and they're not too over the top, you know, and they're comic book accurate in some capacity where we're actually going to be like, oh, my God, they've actually adapted that to light, like to the big screen that's amazing you know yeah it's cool to be like yeah i've read some stuff you know in comics and stuff these ideas are cool but like seeing it you know actors portraying what you read as a kid you know throughout the years and you know adults in the 40s and 50s that read crazy batman and, and you know other stories in the dc universe comic books you know the 80s and 90s some of the biggest classics like long halloween uh batman returns um And Superman and Wonder Woman and so on, you know, uh, comic books, you know, crazy stories, you know. I just hope they are able to take those ideas. Yeah, put a little bit of a twist on it. You don't want to make it too predictable. And I think that's what they're doing now, right now, with the future of the DC Cinematic Universe. And obviously with the um, Batman Beyond movie and the flash movie they 're not making it too predictable they 're not using all the same characters that are known to be appearing in the original adaptations, and I think that 's okay if it works out you know so that 's just what I wanted right. to say about that and uh...
1: yeah, I do believe d c is um, learned from their mistakes, and I do think that their failures have made them grow, and i 'm interested to see the direction they decide to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's nice to have someone that's in ingredients with you, and you know, share the same vision, even though you don't really know any good characters that played uh, Terry McGuinness. But it's okay. Maybe one day you'll you'll go online and be like, you know, oh yeah, this character, this actor is really good to portray that character. But honestly, whatever happens, happens. It's in the hands of the executives and possible directors humming these projects. And for now, I just wanted to say thank you so much for appearing on the uh, podcast thank you for uh giving me your thoughts and ideas of what you would like to see in future dc projects and how you feel about michael keith and so thank you so much jesse
1: no problem anytime thank you
0: and uh hopefully we'll get a chance to make maybe have another episode of discussing future spider-man movies or maybe even a deadpool movie so yeah we're foreshadowing what's gonna happen in the upcoming episodes thank you so much once again Don't forget, fans or viewers, whatever, whoever's watching this, don't forget to like, subscribe. Thank you so much. Have a good day.